Good morning. It is Tuesday, December 6th. It is six minutes after 10 o'clock with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And the president is on his way to Phoenix. And let's talk about that. With the expiration of Title 42 later this month, a lot of legislators, including moderate Democrats, are imploring the White House to adopt stricter border policies. <laughs> they want him to do this ahead of a possible re-election campaign. And in a recent poll, Republicans held a 21-point advantage on border security over Democrats. So he was in he was asked on his way, uh, why aren't you going to be visiting the border? And he said there's more important things going on. Sure. He's going to be 100 miles away in Phoenix, and he's not going. Sure. And he and he has absolutely no reason to, based on the election results, people clearly are not engaged enough and are apathetic enough, and I know we're going to talk about this here in a second, to, to not care enough to force our elected officials, to punish our elected officials who create miserable, terrible existences to, to us. So why would you? Why would Joe Biden do anything different? I mean, ask yourself that question right now, and and it's the it is the same question I would I've been telling these conservatives to ask about Todd Young. Why would he do anything different? Yeah, he's not being punished in any way. If you do not, the only way to stop these people is to punish them. And on both sides of the aisle, we'll get to this here in a second. We have completely proven that the process of voting itself. And just saying, I have participated and I feel good because I am a participant is way more important to people than actually doing the hard work to hold elected officials accountable. There's no reason. If I were Joe, if I were Joe Biden advising Joe Biden, I would tell him, absolutely don't go to the border. Don't do anything different other than you've done for the first two years, which is stumble around incoherently mm-hmm. and try to grow government at every single opportunity and continue to jam trillions of dollars into the national debt. So if Joe Biden were to go to the border, is that just going to bring more attention to the problem? It would bring Which more- is clearly what he doesn't want. We don't care about solving problems in this country. We are a head-in-the-sand country, and let's pretend the problem does not exist. And that is... And as people are going to continue to reelect people who will placate the hide head in the sand mentality, and these politicians clearly only care about staying in elected office. They don't care about solving problems. Why would he do anything different? There is zero incentive for Joe Biden to change a single thing that he has done the first two years in office based on the election results. Okay, well, let's talk about some headlines. Uh, So the border protection agents encountered more than 2.7 million migrants at the southern border last year, which is an all-time record. Mm -hmm. There was just a recent bust, the biggest one ever, of enough fentanyl to kill 5 million people. Yet he's going to Phoenix to talk about economic initiatives. So he's pretty much betraying the border agents down there who are risking their lives every day. Yeah, and what happened in Arizona? Who won? Are you talking about for governor? I'm talking about all the ele- basically well, 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 I mean I mean not all not every single one of them, but in terms of governor, US Senate who won? The yeah. Democrats won. Yeah. So what? Clearly the people of Arizona do not care about their con- their state being flooded by illegal immigrants. And if the people don't care about it, then why would you care as a politician? Hmm. If the people aren't going to force you to care as a politician, why would you do it? We, we are to blame for all of this. Uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre did get asked in her press conference yesterday about Biden's... Uh, this is the one question I do have is, Casey, that you would think accidentally, if you have been a senator, mm-hmm. a vice president, mm-hmm. and a president, yeah. you would think for 50 years, yeah. you would think like accidentally... 
you would make it to the southern border like there would be some fundraiser by which you would you know something somehow i am that is what i'm amazed by in 50 years joe biden there was not a political opportunity that existed in which joe biden going to the southern border would benefit joe biden yeah he's never been there and he's just going to continue on with that trend the reason I asked is just because the president had said previously that he hadn't had a lot of time to get to the border. He's going to a border state tomorrow, so you think maybe there would be time there. Um, if there isn't tomorrow, can you say at this point that he... What I'm saying is tomorrow he's going to uh, actually focus on an issue, a bipartisan issue that was voted in Congress, the Chips and Science Act, something that is going to deliver for the people in Arizona, uh, creating jobs and making people's lives better and making sure that we are bringing manufacturing back into uh, the U.S. That is critically important. Now, what I'm saying, the second part of that to your question, if Republicans officials truly, truly want to deal with immigration, they truly want to deal with the border, then they would stop doing political stunts and actually work with us on the plan that we have put forward, which they are not. And that's what we want to make very loud and clear. There's ways to deal with this. Again, they can come and actually do this in a bipartisan way, just like we did with the Chips and Science Act. $11 trillion, Chips and Science Act. Well, but and we're going to get to next hour how Todd Young is Mr. Everything's Tough on China, and yet China, because Todd Young voted for $5 trillion of waste, largely waste, fraud, and abuse, which was the COVID relief, is stealing tens of millions of dollars and not a peep. So it comes back to, I had a conversation yesterday with someone. I was perusing uh, uh, the aisles at my local Walmart, and mm-hmm. it, one, of the, one of the things that, and I know you go through this too, too Casey, is... We give up a lot to be who we are, and one of the things that we give up is that, uh, you know, often when we go out, people just want to stay and talk with us, and they just want to pick our brains on things. You're sacrificing your anonymity. Especially when you're a person like me, who on top of being a obviously phenomenally rated radio host, Mm -hmm. also did a phenomenal job as an elected official. I mean, there are so many people that I've touched over the years in a variety (laughs) of ways. And and look, it's just something that, that... Come, you know, comes with being me, and that's fine. But I had a, <laughs> what? I'm appreciating your humility. Well, I know. And you, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, when you've been as good as it at, at as many things as I have, it's I, you know, it's I, tough to I, stay grounded. Struggle. Thankfully, yes, our I, audience really I does know. a great job of, of uh, making sure that happens. Keeping you there. No, but so I, I had I just bumped into a, a, a person who shall remain nameless, but it is a pretty prominent person. A person was a an elected official in the county in which I reside, and they shall remain nameless because I will not punish this person based on having some sort of affiliation with me. But this is not a person who you would describe as a radical right-wing Republican. I would Mm -hmm. not describe this person as a Tea Party person. And we got to talking about the election results, and he goes, you know, I was pretty disappointed in the election results. And he goes, I listen to you a lot, and you have changed my thinking on on some things. This is a person I used to combat with somewhat when we were both elected people. And he started talking about how it's possible that certain people get elected. And, uh, you know, we were especially talking about school board races, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I said, and he made a good point. He said, I knew when the local candidates for Brownsburg School Board were bragging about being endorsed by the teachers union. No. I knew who not to vote for. Yeah. 
And I said, but you realize those are the candidates who won because for many people, the mere act of voting, they consider doing their civic duty. Like I have done something great based on my mere participation. Well, you get a sticker that you get to wear all day. Absolutely, Casey. I voted. Absolutely. When in reality, the act of participating without participating in an informed, educated, able to articulate fashion, you not only should not get any credit for that, Mm -hmm. you are doing a disservice to society. And I guarantee you, and this is true in communities all across central Indiana, People for school board, unless they listen to this radio station, had no idea who these school board candidates were. And as they waltz into vote or ahead of waltzing into vote or getting mailers, they say, oh, the teachers like this person. Mm-hmm. I'm for the teachers. Mm-hmm. I'm for this person. Well, I think actually the thinking probably goes, I'm for my child. Right. I'm for yes. their teachers. Yes. The teachers union likes this person. Right. I voted. There should be two stickers. One for I voted (laughs) and I uninformed voted. You're absolutely correct. And I I saw this and you see this on school board races more than any other race where people cannot tell you anything about what that person actually wants. Mm -hmm. Well, they're for LGBTQ rights. What does that mean? What child is being punished in whether it's Avon schools or Carmel schools or pick your favorite Central Indiana School Corporation is being punished because they're LGBTQ. Well, they're treated differently. By who? Well, some kids are mean to them. Oh, so if your person gets elected, kids are just going to stop being kids. Well, now you're just twisting my words. Mm-hmm. People don't want to own their vote. They want us. They want to act as though they have done something. To steal a phrase from Governor Holcomb, noble by their mere participation. But you also, if we extrapolate that out, it's the same thing is true on the other races. There are so many people who went out and straight ticket voted Republican or straight ticket voted Democrat. And yes, they're enabling people like if you're a Republican, Todd Young, or if you're a Democrat, Ryan Mears or Andre Carson. That's not anything good for any of us. That's not positive. You're not, just because you're so afraid of Chuck Schumer, you enabling Todd Young was not something you should be proud of. It's not something you should be happy about. But yeah, you can go out and you can justify in your mind, well, I did my part to stop the Democrats Mm -hmm. because I voted for Republicans. No, you really just made the thing infinitely worse because most of these Republicans are almost as bad as the Democrats, Mm -hmm. if not worse. Mm -hmm. Okay, so- So these are the things I have to do on my- This is why I don't take days off because I end up doing the stuff I do here, but I just have to do it at the Walmart. And you're (laughs) Doing it in the cereal aisle, and it's more of a one-on-one counseling session. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you for doing your duty. Now, we all appreciate it. That was one local government thing that enrages me. When we come back, I've got another. <laughs> You've got another about the ridiculous thing you got in the mail. My total zero of a state senator, John Crane, old cowardly Crane, who once <laughs> famously told his staff not to engage with me because he was irate that I had the audacity on these airwaves to mention his voting record, sent one of those taxpayer-funded infomercials mm-hmm. out to me, mm-hmm. and it is just, it is the the worst of everything. Well, he asked you a question in the mailer, and I can't wait to get to it, which we'll do next on 93 WIBC. A-B-J. 
minutes after 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So let's talk about the mailer that you got from State Senator John Crane. Was he, did you get this yesterday? I uh, Yes, I got mine yesterday. Some people got it a day before me. And mm-hmm. uh, I, love, I love our audience so much because people will send me pictures when they get things that they know I will use as show content. Mm-hmm. And we had people that were sent, you know, sending the mailer and then mine arrived in the mail. By the way, is there anything worse than these? Th- these are taxpayer funded campaign commercials for these lawmakers because the one side of the, it's like a trifold, right? Mm-hmm. And who knows what that cost to send out? We'll get to that in a second. But the one side is just like it's like an infomercial for them and then they legally get away with this and i'm saying whether your rep is a democrat republican whatever they all do this and then the other side is some sort of questionnaire where they pretend to care about your opinion so the one side is the photo of the guy Mm -hmm. or girl and then it's how all the things they did in the legislative session for you and that's why they're sending it out to you right it's a vote for me in which they're forcing the taxpayers to fund the vote for me i mean in a world in which everything is on the internet what possible reason could there be to waste all of that taxpayer money to print Mm -hmm. and mail out these things Mm -hmm. other than you're using public money for campaign related materials in a legal fashion yeah so and depending on what zip codes they select you know how targeted they get with the mailer sure the price goes up yeah absolutely so uh john crane and by the way um to all the politicians out there, I know which one of you really hate me and the, the ones that I'm just kind of a nuisance to. And the ones we pick on the most here are the ones that I know I'm really getting under their skin mm-hmm. because the Republicans have totally rigged the system here in Indiana where I can't really stop you people. So the joy I'm going to get is publicly shaming you in front of as many people as possible and hoping that eventually maybe some sort of public shaming will eventually motivate you to do something. That's really the only recourse we have at this point. Okay, so what's the problem with John Crane? So he was the guy, remember he was the uh, the guy who uh, ran against a very establishment candidate in 2016, was getting thoroughly beaten by the establishment, came crying to people like me to save him and help him. Mm-hmm. And, and then, uh, you know, we did the things that we do, which is how we help win elections. We tell the truth about people in ways that are sometimes off-putting to others. And he had no problem doing that when he was getting his ass kicked by Pete Miller and needed to win the Senate seat. But then after we got in there and I continued to hold him accountable, as I told him what would, using the same language and mm-hmm. the same sort of descriptions, mm-hmm. well then... Oh, that's when you became the bad well, guy. I was just a very terrible person. He was not going to respond to someone like me. And in fact, we once had... Uh, this was actually... Uh, what, a couple months ago, someone who worked for John Crane came up to me at a very public event. There were witnesses who all saw it and said, we were told directly by John Crane. She was a former staffer for mm-hmm. John Crane not to engage with you. <laughs> I said, what do you mean not to? I'm his constituent. Like, I'm not just a broadcaster. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a taxpayer I in the county. Uh, no, no, no. We were told directly not to respond to you because of the things that you say. So I literally have taxation without representation. So since John will not respond to me as a taxpayer, the only thing I, the only way I can let people know my thoughts, and hopefully somebody hears it and maybe in his office will you pass know, it along, pass it along is on these very yeah. powerful airwaves that you can hear all the way from Ohio to Illinois and all points in between. I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. I just feel like this is my only recourse. So here was one of the questions. This is a Republican question. A question on a Republican mailer, right? So we know the Republicans are sitting on $1,500 of your money. Right. They felt compelled and thought you should throw them a parade for giving you $200 of it back. And remember when I tell you that there is no difference between Republicans and Democrats, right? Like if you are a person that thinks there is still a difference, there is no difference. Here is the top question. 
Because the Republicans are supposed to be the party of low taxes, mm -hmm. right? Limited government. Limited government, giving mm -hmm. you your money back. This is the first question Don Crane, cowardly state senator who has told his staff not to engage with me, even though I'm a taxpayer in his district. This is the first question he asked. Which one of the following steps do you believe Indiana should take if, when, the state has a budget surplus. Well, the state does have a su notice, budget surplus. Notice he didn't word it as, what should I do with the $1,500 mm -hmm. of your money that I'm currently sitting on? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, a, return the money directly to taxpayers through a one-time payment. Okay. Use the surplus to pay down state debt. So in that case, he wants my money to pay down his big government votes. Mm -hmm. But okay, I guess maybe there's some merit to that. And then number C, okay, again, number, <laughs> number, number C, letter C. Number C. C, increase government spending on <laughs> programs for Hoosiers. <laughs> Who would select C? Who? Well, apparently, there must be quite a few people based on the makeup of our society, Casey, and the makeup of our state. Now, that is not anywhere in the, because I searched the Republican Party platform high and wide yesterday in mm -hmm. anticipation of this, mm -hmm. and nowhere in the Republican Party platform did I see anywhere where it said, we are the party that increases government spending on programs for Hoosiers. Yet there it is, mm -hmm. front and center, on the mailer, as an option. So, did you fill out, did you answer? Well, I was going to, and then I flipped the mailer over, mm -hmm. and I realized... I would have to pay the postage myself to send this thing back to John Crane. <laughs> it wasn't even prepaid postage, huh? So, on one hand, they're using taxpayer money mm -hmm. to send this out mm -hmm. because they claim to want a response from me on how this clown is doing in his job, but yet in order to send it back, in order to correspond with my elected official, I have to use my own money mm -hmm. to put a stamp on this thing to send it back when he's already told his staff, just throw it in the trash if it comes from Rob Kendall. Right, don't engage with this guy. So, it's still sitting there. It. Well, I feel like I've, I'm going to just let him know right now, John, John, <laughs> if you know John. <laughs> Time to listen up. If you can relay this to him if he's not listening right right now. Give me my money back. So, A. You have stolen my stuff. Mm -hmm. You've done a terrible job while stealing my stuff. It's my money. Give it back. And that's all I've got for now, Casey, because okay. I want to keep my job. All right. I feel like I'm going to say something <laughs> that's going to get me in a lot of trouble. Stop. <laughs> we, we got it. Rob Kendall chose A, John Crane. <laughs> It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. Hey, 317-684-8444. That's the phone number. It is time to get to your voicemails with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Over the weekend, multiple people expressed the amount of joy they got over me losing my mind on YouTube deciding to pick mm -hmm. the Ramones and Nirvana <laughs> on your Mount Rushmore mm -hmm. of uh, bands. Yeah, we had a lot of phone calls about that yesterday. And uh, I guess there was one in the queue that you didn't get to. I mean, the the majority of the correspondence that I've heard both in person and mm -hmm. via cellular telephone and email correspondence Let is, me guess, it said that you're right and we're wrong. Well, it's not that I'm right. It's that just you two may have. I, I don't. I don't know what was going on with the both of you, but that 
there was just an odd. It was, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Everybody's entitled to be wrong. It's mm-hmm. fine. Right. I mean, this is America. You're still entitled to that. We're not Twitter. We don't censor, you know, speech <laughs> that we don't like. Uh, but uh, I gathered that there was someone who finally called in defense of Kevin, yeah. saying Nirvana deserved to be on the same Mount Rushmore as the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, and Led Zeppelin. Yeah, we had a lot of phone calls about it yesterday, and uh, we didn't quite get to this one. And, and Kevin was a little bummed about it. Yeah. I said, you know what? Let's skip down to the last phone call. And sure. he said, wait, what? Yeah, that one, was, that one was next when he said that. I know, I because really he really wanted to play right. this next phone call because it was somebody who was coming to Kevin's defense. Well, let's hear it. Okay. Hey, guys, just wanted to uh, let you know how much I enjoyed the talk about the uh, music Mount Rushmore. And uh, especially want to thank some of those old guys that called in. Uh, complaining about Nirvana and what have you. I mean, they must have taken a lot of time out of their busy day of sitting on the front porch screaming at kids to stay off their lawn so they could get on the radio and sound like their parents did. So just wanted to give them a big shout-out. Keep up the good work. Oh, yeah, by the way, I'm 55. Later. Yeah, that guy seems pretty cool. I hope when I'm 55 (laughs) I have that mentality. I like him. Um, all right. So we got a plethora of phone calls, some about the show yesterday. Uh, let's get right into it. Somebody uh, not a fan of ours. Oh, okay. I'm sure you won't put this on there, but that being said, uh, normally your show uh, with Rob is pretty boring. And now you have Brad, somebody who's with the Chamber of Commerce, is even more boring. And what does that mean about... Casey could be on TV. I, I don't get that at all. Bye. <laughs> I love, I, I, the end is always the bye. <laughs> have a nice day. Yeah. Well, I it's from a promo that says yes. that we all have faces for radio. Yes. Except for you. Except for me. Which, if you look at the people who work here, mm-hmm. it would be very clear why they said that. Now, I don't notice people's appearances, so right. this is harder for me to tackle than some other hosts here. But there is a reason they said that if you were to line us all up mm-hmm. um the joy that is in that guy's heart um if you recognize that voice yeah and you see Was it the- you <laughs> <laughs> and you see that man out and about town mm-hmm. you hug him mm. you tell him you love him mm. you tell him uh, you know show us on the doll where the radio hurt you um <laughs> Because that is a guy that really needs someone in his life to bring him some cheer and some joy. We're we're boring him. Yeah. We're boring him, but yet he took the time out of his day to call and tell us that. Absolutely. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So uh, somebody very upset uh, about... I, did you guys get into the thing with Trump and the Constitution yesterday? Did you guys mm-hmm. talk about that? I figured about you must his have. truth social post. Yes, because yeah. somebody called and was very, uh, very upset. Okay. Hi, Kendall and Casey. I can tell you guys have never listened to a Trump speech because Trump has no intention of doing away with our Constitution. He plans to bring us back up under it as it was originally written. Have a good day, folks. Bye. Okay, well, he's the one who truthed out that he wanted to terminate yes. articles in the Constitution. Yes, would be. So it's not. Terminate. Because the new thing is, well, Trump didn't say he wanted to terminate the whole Constitution. Right. But Part, part of it. It's like, if you take out part of it, mm-hmm. you're kind of just taking out all of it, right? It's like. You're changing yeah. the document. Yeah. But you, 
you've not only heard Trump speak, I have. You've personally had a conversation yeah, and, with him. And look, I know that people can get pretty enamored with me on a first meeting, and I know I've got the general charm and charisma that has elevated me to this stature as a revered member of the Indianapolis media. Mm -hmm. So I want everybody to take that with a grain of salt, but here was Trump's analysis of me as a broadcaster. Well, I really appreciate how nice you are, and you know, you're terrific. I wish I could have every interview just like this. Okay, that would be uh, that would be a great dream. But you really, you know, what's happening? I mean, you understand it, you get it. You're not doing it because you like me or you dislike me. You see what's happening in the world, and you see what's happening with our country. So you can't. I mean, that was that's what Trump said. Mm -hmm. So you can't say that I haven't listened or paid attention because that was Trump's observation mm -hmm. of me, and it seems like he really thought that I was paying attention. I think he specifically said that I was paying attention and I saw what was happening and I wasn't doing it. And you know what's it. going on. Right, I wasn't doing it because I like Trump. I yeah. was doing it because I know what's going on in the country. So yeah. I hate refuting our, our callers. I hate, you know, making them look bad, but you can't say I didn't listen to a Trump speech when Trump said no one's really paying attention more than me. So you're a, you're a great dream. I'm a great dream. Rob Kendall. Well, I wish every interview could be just like this. Yeah. Uh, do we have more? Yes, I think we have one more. And I just got so self-absorbed there, I forgot what the phone call was, but I'm sure it's great. Go ahead, Kevin. Keep up the good work on property taxes. Um, I'm glad that somebody mentioned on the air about paying property taxes on time so that subject can come up. Something needs to be done about the other thing we don't talk about is paying sales tax on the used car. How many times does used car change hands before the state realizes a bundle of money off the sales tax? They just keep collecting over and over and over again. Indiana's a very high-tax state. And the Republicans, to their credit, have done a phenomenal job in Indiana of two things. Number one, they have done a phenomenal job of convincing you that we are not a very high tax state. I mean, if you look at all of our taxes collectively, like the presentation from Indiana Republicans is, it's we're like number two or three in the entire nation in terms of, you know, you, you're you lucky, you know, it's New York City and us, right? And mm -hmm. you're lucky to be on the side of liberty and freedom and limited government. When in reality, Indiana, when you add up all the taxes collectively is middle or below middle of the pack, and we are below some Democrat states. We're not a bastion of liberty and freedom. We're not a bastion of limited government. We're not a bastion of low taxes. We're just some average big government state that has a lot of taxes. Mm -hmm. And the Republicans have done a phenomenal job uh, of convincing you that we are low tax, and they have also done a phenomenal job of convincing you that if it weren't for us, you'd be paying really high taxes when re in reality you are paying really high taxes but keep people keep buying it and voting for them so it's the same reason we talked about why would joe biden go to the border why would joe biden change anything he's done so far because it keeps working at the ballot box and most of mm -hmm. all of most of these people care about is getting reelected. Mm -hmm. So if you keep getting rewarded for bad behavior it's working out for him pretty well so far so Every election cycle, when I tell you, you have to punish these people, and then you go, yeah, but the Democrats, and then you vote for them, the Republicans look at you and laugh at you and say, ha, 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 pay here now, please, thank you, mm -hmm. because you're not going to do anything about it until you stop either leaving it blank or voting for a third party or punishing these people in primaries. 
They're going to keep doing this. And you calling here, I mean, I'm glad this guy's listening and thank you, but I would ask this guy, what did you do the last year to do something different about it? Right. Did you change your vote? Absolutely. And right. if the, and, and, how, and more important than did you change your vote, how many votes did you change with you? Right. They're not going to change. You know what they are, they being the Indiana Republicans. Look at the mailer. My supposed Republican senator is asking you what to do with what should you do with the money? Should I give it back here? Should I spend it? Yeah, as if these two things are the same. Yeah, in his world, my Republican senator, cowardly John Crane's world, spending and growing government is the same as giving you the money back they took that they didn't need to fund the government. There shouldn't be any discussion about this, but clearly there is a discussion about it. Clearly, that is up for debate with Indiana Republicans. So, unless you're willing to do something about it then calling this radio station isn't fixing it. And is John Crane really going to do... No, he's not going to do anything. ...what the majority says? Well, he's going... No, yeah, absolutely. Well, he's going to do... You know, if he gets all of the answers saying, give me my money back, is he really going to fight for that? Oh, I did the best I could. The majority of Republicans go to the party bosses and say, what are we going to do? And then they do what the party bosses tell them to do. So the power lies with you. Indiana is not a low tax state. Indiana is a high tax state. We are not the beacon of the rest of this country. But until you're willing to do something about it, you're going to see the same results. 317-684-8444. That is the phone number if you would like to engage. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. <laughs> All right. Hammers in the studio. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC 1047. Went from zero to festive pretty damn quick right there. All right. Merry Christmas. Can we go back to a second to that promo that played right before we came on? And I heard you guys talking about it earlier. Only Casey's got a face that's good enough to be on television. Let me point out, I got two damn TV shows. True. I didn't even think about that. Not one, but two. And I'm on TV every single day on Wish TV. So I'm on TV seven days a week, but Queenie over here, Princess over here, is the only one that's allowed to be on camera, apparently. It's, you make it sound like I wrote that promo or something. I think you did. I did I not. I think you're colluding with the production department. I think the Russians may be involved, and Adam Schiff has the evidence. <laughs> you, this is misinformation, and clearly I don't have a face for television as I am on the radio. Yeah, but you used to be on TV. Yeah, but not anymore, and Hammer's well, got the face for TV now. Let's, let's talk about that for, for a second, okay. because the amount of ugly people that are on television. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, look, there are some beautiful people like Phil Sanchez who right. really, you know, raise the collective. Yeah. Like if we were to say one to ten, you know, he raises everyone's average. He takes time for his eyebrows. <laughs> like if you take time for your eyebrows, and nobody has a better brow game in the business than Phil Sanchez yeah. does. You it's know, amazing. You know who Phil Sanchez is? He's age in reverse guy. And it's Phil Sanchez and Tom Brady and my buddy Bart. Are like George people. Clooney. Yeah, Clooney they, in that they mix move too. In, they age in reverse, and there's no way. I, I am calling for a full-scale investigation of Phil Sanchez because there's no way that's natural. <laughs> what was that one Matt Damon movie where he gets younger yeah, as he right. gets older? Yes, yes. Uh, but there are some really, I mean, especially in the sports world, which is where you know I kind of lump you into, there are some highly unattractive people on television, like uh, uh, Terry Bradshaw, Bill Cower. I mean, it used to be we wanted the beautiful people on there. The athletes were like the fit former athletes. Now it's just 
whatever if, if you can talk about it i mean no offense you're doing great on your show and i'm happy for you but i feel like this is really like a major insult right here no, like, I mean, it's it just, feels I, like that's where it's coming i just think if we if you were being honest with yourself and you you are very entertaining you're doing very well in your ratings you're highly you know highly successful but you're just gonna say i'm not on television you're not Anthony Calhoun. I'm not Anthony Calhoun. I don't have the hair of Dave Calabro. Right. I don't have the eyebrows of Phil Sanchez. But damn it, I'm on seven days a week. You are. And I think that's something. Yeah. So that promo can kiss it. Now, Casey, <laughs> okay. when you were on television, yeah. how much work did you put in each day before appearing on television? Well, it's just a normal prep day, normal shower, do the hair, makeup. You do your own. There's not somebody who does it for you. Yeah, and that's a big misconception that a lot of people think, oh, everybody on TV has all these makeup and wardrobe people. No, you're buying your own clothes. You're buying your own makeup. I mean, if you go to the makeup counter, you might get a tutorial. Um, oh. And uh, there was an actual anchor who gave me some advice that I have since passed on to Hammer, and I don't know if you took that advice. No, to I did try not. And, yeah, so... <laughs> Um, you know, share tips and tricks. <laughs> You're supposed to use the uh, the baby powder on your face to get that shine right. off of it. Um, but yeah, Cause, cause no, I did, it's uh, just a normal. I mean, it's there's maintenance involved. Yeah, you got to be regular on your haircut and regular on your manicures. Yeah. Did anybody ever tell you, hey, if you want to get Botox, I got a guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. You know, because I'm thinking about that right now. Like, I really but want what? my TV career to go next level. And I'm thinking, well, hot damn, I better get Botox. What? You don't, <laughs> you don't need Botox. You look great. Well, thank you. Here's I the, appreciate it. Here's that. the problem I have with TV is all the work you got to put into it. Like, I am in radio because I wear the same thing every day. A hoodie and sweatpants of some sort. Right. And I am willing to take less money to not have to put any effort in. I did, uh, what was that? What's that show Sanchez has at night? Uh, unfiltered? Unfiltered. Mm-hmm. I did that show with him the other day, and, and we taped it in a advance and it was like 3 30 in the afternoon and i realized at about 3 29 i have a shirt that says friends don't let friends vote for bad republicans on and i've got to find a shirt that fits because i had to find a collared shirt and then uh, it was i do i iron it it just seems like a lot of effort to have to be on television yeah the wardrobe part of it it, it can be expensive as well because for the most part you're you're paying for your own clothes and and someone like uh, stephanie mead i bet she's got a closet full of dresses yeah. that she is purchasing because you don't want to wear the same sure. outfit every right. single day. And, you know, guys like Pat McAfee or Kirk Herbstreet, you know, their outfits are looking good, right? They've got the pocket squares and everything. Right. So, And each outfit is different for the type of show that you right. do. Phil Sanchez is expected to wear a tie. Like on my program, yeah. you can just wear a blazer and a shirt. You don't even wear a shirt sometimes. Yeah. Right. Shirtless. <laughs> I, I have gone <laughs> bare chest and blazer yeah. before, and so has Scott Long. Okay, so let's talk about something else that we do really well here, and that is radio, because the ratings came out and they're great again. <laughs> we are one of the most listened to news talk stations in America, and I have said this before, and I'm not just blowing smoke up people's backsides here, the loyal listeners of this radio station, it's unlike anything I've ever seen in my radio career. Mm -hmm. I have been hired and fired by pretty much everybody in this city. (laughs) I have worked in country, I have worked in pop music, I've done like rock and roll. Old old hop-along hammer over here. I'm (laughs) telling you. And we've had success everywhere we've been. Just the nature of radio is usually you're hired to be fired. Yes. It's like you're a coach in sports. You know what the end game's going to be. But there's something about this station where I really do feel like this is kind of the golden age of WIBC in such a competitive media market, in such a blue county of Marion County, for us to do a 
conservative red show and to have the numbers we do speaks volumes to the people who listen every single Mm day Mm -hmm. and God bless them because they listen all day. They listen to Tony. They listen to you guys. They come back for Hammer and Nigel. And they even know our weekend crew. Like, when we go out to do a night with WIBC, they know who the gun guy is. They know who Ethan Hatcher is and guys like that. So, Mm -hmm. hat tip to everybody who makes uh, this radio station part of their lives. We work hard to inform and entertain you. And all we ask is that you give us a listen. And they are. Yes. And thank you for that. Uh, Where would you have been if, let's say in August, I had told you that by December 6th, Hammer, the Pacers will be infinitely more interesting than the Indianapolis Colts? (laughs) I probably would not have believed you. Because all the experts said the Pacers were going to be one of the worst teams in the league. They were projected to be the second worst team in the Eastern Conference. And the Colts, they were projected to be the division winners. They were Vegas favorites to win the AFC South. I don't know if you guys got into this yesterday because I was cleaning my house all day and doing various errands all day. Are you this way when you take a day off, you end up working harder on your day off than you do when you're here? Oh, yeah. And it's all the coupon lady's fault. Yeah. Every bit of it. Like <laughs> the list she will make me do, or even if it's just a Saturday, like after I come home from the TV show, okay, we've got nine hours. We've got 87 things to do. Let's go. Oh, man. Like the minute I walk through the door, you hear the keys jingle mm. and the door comes open. And it's, hey, hey, hey. So that's, I did it. The honey-do list. You got to do stuff when you can. And I feel like I'm getting taken advantage of in my house because. (laughs) Is Bruce making you do things? Well, here's the thing. My (laughs) wife knows that I have severe obsessive compulsive disorder. And she knows I'm a hyper-motivated person. And she knows I can't ever just stand around or sit around and relax. Mm -hmm. So I feel like over the last several days, she has been allowing things to build up. So that when she knew I would be home yesterday, (laughs) I would do them. And she always does the thing like. Do you need any help with that? When she knows Mm -hmm. that I don't like help. So she knows she's basically getting a free pass on this. Does does Crystal do this? Um, She never asked me if I want any help. (laughs) Let's make that perfectly clear. She gives him the list and says, go. And I don't know if any other husband and wife have the same type of situation. Like, if I try to help her with something. Uh You're doing it wrong. I'm doing it wrong. Like, in the kitchen, I'm a total liability. I have no business being in the kitchen doing anything. And when it comes to the household stuff, Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is, but I'm doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. What's coming up this afternoon? I don't know. We're going to get real drunk and see what happens. Throw some darts against the wall and see what we want to do. Thanks, Hammer. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Walking home from our